I can't yeah, even right. tell you the last time we stayed up. Oh, really? Ooh. Oh, get ready. If we celebrate this year, you must stay up till midnight. Oh, snap. Then we're not coming. Oh. <laughs> we know your expectation now. Now you know. But I don't can think we, we do, do a do fake it. one Are at you 10, kidding please? me? You yeah. guys have stayed up past midnight at Drink our house. Drink a cup of coffee at 8 o'clock. What's the big deal? <laughs> but it's like, man, you turn around and it's time to go back to work. You, aren't you? Like, that's that no, it's on a Friday the, this year. I know, but it messes your schedule up. And don't you usually Same have schedule. New Year's Day off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have it's to one night. Get up night. on Saturday and run. 18th. When's your no. race? The 8th? Not, not this weekend, but next weekend. How many okay. are you supposed to run this weekend? I'm, I'm just going to run 10. I've, You're yeah. just going to try to survive this 50K. Yeah. You're not properly training for it. I <laughs> mean, I've run a lot of miles, but yeah. I, I don't think I, I still don't think I've put in enough. Yeah. Did you guys stay up right. for Y2K for the year 2000? Do you go to bed and just hope you woke up the next day? Dude, I can't remember that I was, far back. I was four months pregnant, and I stayed awake for that. I was just mad because my parents made me stay home. I was, so, I remember being so angry because they were ready. I mean, they were ready for everything to oh, shut yeah. down. Yeah, my planes to crash and all that. Yeah. I, was, I was in St. Louis. Computers I don't to go down. Oh wow! And I'm so sure we did. I was just mad because I, I wanted to go out with my friends. We toasted, and of course, I was sober because I was pregnant. And we um, looked around and went, "Well." We're all still here. Of course, this is before cell phones. We yeah. couldn't like get on and Google. Did the world shut down? We just were like, all right. Well, here. before cell bills for smartphones, yeah. Yeah, I mean, cell phones yeah. were still very, very yes. new. It was definitely before yeah. smartphones. A lot yeah. of flips and three punch texts and, and we pay didn't for have, all the We minutes. didn't have that, but yeah, we, yeah. We I think we've always stayed up. I can't imagine ever falling asleep before wow. New Year's. Yeah, that is so we've interesting. We'll watch. I enjoy watching like you know New Year's and. Uh, uh, as the world comes to us, you know, so New Year's in London and then New Year's in New York. And when we lived in Denver, New Year's, New Year's in Chicago or something, and then watch New Year's. Watch, I always We never that. stayed up for L.A. No, so we go to oh, bed no, we go LA to bed. celebrates. We're in bed by 1215. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Unless there's some touchy-touchy. And then, <laughs> and then it's like 1217. <laughs> yes. Happy New Year. <laughs> I love you. That's going to stick. Touchy-touchy. This is bananas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
and setting goals and I like working towards goals and challenges. So um, I like New Year's resolutions. Um, I, when I talk to Alyssa, she she doesn't really like to talk about them, so I just kind of do my own thing. But, um, I, you know, most of my resolutions in the past have been fitness or health-related, and they they tend to gear, gear towards that every year. But I think this is the year I need to sit down and really think about other resolutions um i don't know what they are but yeah cool. just give them some thought and go into the new year because I, th- I do i feel confident about 2022 i feel like god's gonna have good things for us and um you know ended up the year kind of <laughs> in struggle and 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 just walking through that but i think that on the other side of the i think 2022 is going to be a good year so i'm excited about it Good deal. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of necessarily New Year's resolutions. I would like to be more goal-oriented, so I'm probably contradicting myself. I have a hard time. You know, New Year's resolutions is losing weight and whatever. And like Brian said, I want to get – I want to be more goal-oriented. I've heard in the past to have like a – Three-year goal, a one-year goal. I mean, a three-month goal, a one-year goal, and a five-year goal, and just have those listed, and um, you know, follow through with those. And I've gone so far as listing them before, but I don't think I've ever really followed through with any one of those lists that I've that I've written. But really, sit down and think about legacy. You know, we're going to be grandparents. Um, think about debt and the elimination of debt. And be more, I want to be more accountable on the community side of walking with men than just, you know, soul con. And, you know, in the past I've wanted to, hey, you've got to, you've got to come after it. I'm not going to babysit you and drag you through the mud and maybe change that a little bit and um, at least extend my hand a little bit more than I have been. That's something I want to do. That probably goes towards the, what are your resolutions and what do you think of resolutions? So sorry about that. <laughs> Always jumping ahead. Yep. It's all right. One step ahead. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I can understand why people don't like resolutions because it puts pressure on some things, but I'm a little more like Brian. I'm like, I would rather at least put it out there as a goal and, um, and fail than, do nothing and then just continue to roll through life and not have a consciousness of a reset or something um, to keep myself focused. But I do think just because you don't like resolutions doesn't mean you're just going to give up on life either, you know? So I think for me, it's nice to just reset, look back at the past, look forward to the future. Um, I'm terrible at finishing them, but um, I do like to at least have something that I can put down on paper and look back at. I think in, in my limited knowledge, just you talking about that with the Enneagram, I'm an eight, so I don't want to be vulnerable. And so I definitely don't want to be a failure at anything. Whereas sevens are a little more go lucky adventure. What's the next thing? Hey, let's try. If it doesn't work, it's fine. Mm. And I just thought that was interesting, yeah, just the way, you, way we would look at potentially look at resolutions. Because mm-hmm. then, Alyssa, what do you think? I don't, I, I don't care for resolutions. I've ne- I've never been a big fan of them. Um, I feel like I was talking to Lisa at lunch today, you know, at work, we're in a, a Bible study group. It's actually not a Bible study group. It's just real women who are choosing to be authentic and honest. And we get together and we talk about, we're talking about a book. The title of it is peace. Um, what's it? How does it go? Like peace for the anxious mama's heart, something for the anxious mama's heart. Yeah. So it's kind of just been a springboard to um, allowing women to be, you know, to share what's going on in their lives. So I was like, we need to be intentional and and really be praying about um, the Bible study, like what's next, because I think we need to have more of a structured Bible-based Bible study on next. And so um, I... I feel like there's all, we're always working. We're always 
um, working towards something. I mean, we're always being sanctified. We're always trying to grow in wisdom and we're trying to do those things. And so um, I feel like that's what I, I don't like resets. I don't feel like um, I feel like goals for me anyway is looking inwardly saying, what can I accomplish? What can I do? And that puts a lot of pressure on myself. And it also has, you know, checklist. And I just, I'm not a fan of that. And I was um, in an industry before where they were really big on vision boards. Where do you see yourself in, you know, like you said, three months, one year, five years. And to me, it was a total waste of time. I'm like, get in there, work your hardest, do your best and get results. And so um, just that whole, and, but I'm also not a dreamer. I'm a realist. And so it's like, let's just do the work and not sit here and plan about it. And so that's just, I, I just haven't ever been into, um, into new year's resolutions. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a valid point too. just continue to constantly do the work. And I think if you're, if you have res- resolutions, what, what I set myself up for failure in is when I have a list of things that I'm going to stop doing and start doing where if I could just take this one thing and go, I'm going to try and refine this one thing. It's a little more attainable. I, I mean, I struggle with, a, with, with a lot of what you guys are saying and the fact that you, you know, the whole saying of if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. So going in, like setting something up that's hard, like, with the idea that it's too hard that you're going to fail. Like there, I just, I think you have to challenge yourself a little bit more in some things. So, you know, the whole 75 hard challenge that I presented to Alyssa is like, you know, with your struggle, um, it, you want extreme results, but you don't want to challenge yourself. And so I feel like that would be a way to challenge yourself and we don't know we don't know that if you go into a challenge that you're going to be successful but we go into a challenge with the idea of I'm going to give it everything I have and know that I'm not perfect but I'm not going to plan to fail and so that for, for me that's just the different mindset that I have and and so I struggle with that mentality of I'm not going to set any goals because I'll just fail. Mm. Am I wrong? In no, I think that's no, a, that makes per, sense. you're allowed to have that, yeah. that perspective. That's definitely a personality type. I think, you know, I've tried lots of challenges and I've completed a lot of challenges. I've set my, I mean, the challenge of running a half marathon is something I never thought I would complete. And it was really stinking hard. Could I have done it better? Yeah. I'm just learning that. Um, the legalism is hard on my menta- mentality. So I, I agree with what you're saying, but I also don't like the person I become when I slip up because I've done a lot of diets and a lot of challenges. And I just think it needs to be in the, in the proper context of, you know, if, if I wanted to, I don't know what I'm, what I want to say here, you know, I get gambling has been my vice over the last years. And if I want to plan on not gambling, you know, and I haven't gambled for however long, but to not gamble for 2022. And then I go in and I gamble and, and I complain that, man, you know, I'm, I'm gambling again. If I'm complaining about what I'm struggling with, then yeah, I need a, I need to plan something. But if I'm living life and I don't know what's in the alcohol, I guess. And, you know, I'm drinking a little bit more than I normally was. And it's really not affecting things. I don't necessarily need to plan to eliminate alcohol because I've had other successes in life with business or with, you know, walking with men or, or whatever. We don't need to be excellent at, at everything we do. It's just the extreme. I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but there is an extreme of being excellent at everything we do. And some people want that and that's great. It doesn't work in my life because I don't provide value when I'm trying to excel and then every once in a while fail because my failures bring me down. I decided to read the Bible this year, just throughout the year, and I'm just about to complete it and not even as a 
goal to be more knowledgeable. I just wanted to read the Bible. And more conversations I have with guys or with my family or whatever, I'm able to recall that stuff in the Bible. And I didn't think of it as a goal for that to be the case. I just wanted to have a challenge. And it's actually spurred me on enough to where my, one of my New Year's resolutions this year is I'm going to read the Bible twice this year. Mm-hmm. And because I've really enjoyed just how it somehow plants itself in my mind, I don't recall it what I read, but when we talk about stuff around the house or when I talk with men, I'm able to recall it. And I really appreciate and enjoy that, and I want to be better at that, and so I'm going to read it twice. Well, it's really cool because that is what God tells us is that we guard our hearts. It's the wellspring of life, and what you're putting into your heart is what's going to spill out. And I'll probably throw you under the bus really fast, but how did you used to feel about reading the Bible? I didn't. Well, do you remember you used to be like, no, I don't think that's really necessary to read the Bible. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we would have we would have arguments or discussions over it where I felt that I was receiving God's love and truth through music and through, you know, yeah. Christian songs. And I enjoyed worship at church more than the sermon and everything. And yeah, that's definitely changed it. it uh, and I was incorrect in assuming that reading the scripture is the most powerful way to receive God's truth and wisdom and grace. Yeah. I have a hard time with that one. I don't receive grace. I well, receive but. more gra- receive more grace from God's word than anything else because That's I'm cool. like, wow, it's amazing that he says those things directly to yeah, us. Yeah, and I don't want to say that I don't, re- I just have a hard time receiving grace altogether. In general. Yeah. But yeah. That's awesome. That's really good. Yeah. And I, that's a great challenge. I would call it a best practice. Again, I'm not you. That's good though. You're right. But for me, like if you don't read the Bible, get into the habit of reading your Bible in the morning and it can be, you know, start out 10 minutes, 20 minutes, just even if it's set your alarm. I know my mind wanders. So um, I really just have to surrender. And that it's, it's simple. I just feel like some people don't know what, what we mean when we say things. So reading God's word is simply opening the Bible. Like for me, I I'm in Luke right now and I'm just reading, um, Jesus's life. And, and so you can set an alarm if you want to, or you can just, again, reading really helps me focus my attention. If I'm just like trying to talk to God and, and do stuff, it, it, I get distracted. My mind gets distracted, but um, reading is very powerful. So um, get into the the practice of doing that. I mean, it, it truly is life changing and it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to be a saint that reads for three hours every day or anything like that, but really starting your day. That's the other part that we've grown a lot learning me, especially over the years is, you know, I'd always say, well, if I have my quiet time, it doesn't matter when during the day, but it really does. We need to start our day fresh and living for the right things. And I would say getting into it, and Brian can probably attest to this because he's read the Bible. If you read the Bible for the year, you probably read no more than 15 minutes in any one day and probably average right around 10. Yeah, 100%. And I think just it's it's another daily discipline, you know, uh, mind, body, and spirit. You need to take care of all three. And I... You know, I'm like you, Jess, sometimes I get up and I just go through the motions and I read and I'll get through it and I'll be like, what the heck did I just read? (laughs) But at the same time, like it still makes a difference. Like Mm -hmm. I can physically, spiritually tell when I'm not in the word that day or Mm -hmm. if I miss a couple of days, then I'm, I'm, you know, that's when the enemy attacks me. And so it's just... The daily discipline of getting up every morning and getting in the word and putting on your armor. Yeah. And I would even think that our recall is not a conscious thing where we can read something and forget what we read, but then someone brings something up that spurs that recall. Oh yeah, I did read that. I just don't actually remember reading it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's um it can be like Alyssa was saying, can be a little daunting and overwhelming, but if you're overwhelmed the internet's full of resources. Jeff just looked up, read the Bible in a year, and he, there's a whole plan. My approach is, I so there's actually 31 Proverbs, and so I read a different proverb every single day. And so every month I start back at the beginning, and there are days I'll miss, and that's okay. I just go back to the one for today. And then I read a psalm a day, and so it takes me longer to get through the psalms. Um, and then I'll read one 
verse in the New Testament. So I'm working through the New Testament. And so everybody has a different approach. And one it's chapter. Not, no verse. No, I'm joking. Yeah, you're right, chapter. <laughs> yeah. I'll read one chapter in the New Testament. And sometimes I'll go through and feel like I wasn't paying attention at all. But it still changes my day. And so don't let it be overwhelming or daunting. And think about if it's 15 minutes in God's word, how much time do you spend on Facebook? Yeah. You know, just waiting in line at Starbucks, like just replace one little thing and say, I can spend this extra 15 minutes and be in God's word. And it's definitely not as overwhelming. I don't as have time as an excuse. That's right. You have it's time. A bad to excuse. Make, you have time to make for anything that you deem important. Mm-hmm. And so you got it. That's, that's probably the most important thing. And so like Lisa was saying, you read the book, the Bible all the way through. So you started in Genesis. No, you did it. I did it chronologically, okay. the way it was, the way it was written in historical order. So it actually started with Job. Okay, so the the way that I did did it for the last two years is I I actually have a Bible, and so you you start in Genesis, so it'll have um, an Old Testament reading, it'll have a a New Testament reading, and then it has a Psalm and a Proverbs. Mm-hmm. So, but it's it's just like you read you know, it's, it's in order in the Bible. So it's not like you have to go over to Genesis and then flip all the way over, flip all the way over to Matthew, but it's, it's all there and it's lined up. So oh, wow. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't read through the, I I don't, it's not my thing to read through the Bible, but I think getting also getting involved in Bible studies really do help unpack the Old Testament for me because just reading it is like, what is happening here? But I've done a lot of Bible studies based on Old Testament um, books, and it's awesome because it really dives into understanding that time period and and, um, not traditions, what is it called? Laws and all that thing. So it's really cool. And another thing that I would say is get, for the love of Pete, get a Bible that you can understand. Yep. You do not need a a King James Bible. Like, get one that is, there's, you know, five or six great translations. Yeah. Yeah. And not not the message. I don't know. I think the (laughs) message. Get one you like, but not the message. I think the the message has a good, you know, a good use. Like, I wouldn't say that it would be your everyday Bible. That's what I'm saying. For, like, learning about. Companion Bible would be, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the, I like the new living translation. It's probably the one, the easiest one for me to understand. And it, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. But ESV is good. CSV. CSV is good. There's a, there's a lot. I'm just saying if, if, if you open it and you're like, I'm just not understanding these words, there's other translations. So don't let that be an excuse. Yeah, and I think going to your point of, of the message, like sometimes I read something and I'm like, what in the heck did that just say? But you can go to a digital verg- version of the message, and it, it makes a lot of sense. So yeah. it puts it in context and kind of explains it a lot better. And that's where yeah. Bible studies are a good accompaniment, too, because they'll come. These are people who have dug into Scripture deep and found other references from other parts of the Bible to kind of go back and forth. And so um, I've learned more about the Bible doing those kinds of studies than just reading the Bible for sure. Yeah, so, so that's my thing options. is really just camping out. And so it'll typically be reading a little bit of the Bible, maybe reading Jesus Calling is Great too. I did mm-hmm. that for many, many years. Um, and that way you're focusing on a couple scriptures a day and you can meditate on those scriptures. Um, but it, so it's not like you have to read the Bible in a year. It's nothing like that. We're just encouraging everyone to get in the word of God because God changes lives and you can't, you can know who God is, but you don't know him intimately unless you're walking with him by reading the words that he has written down for us. Well, I think for me, it's it's like, it, let's talk about some things that we could intentionally do. Like we could spend time, you know, we could go for walks in the evening after dinner. Like that is something that we, that I would love to get in the habit of doing um, and being with the kids and maybe doing, you know, a game night a week or, you know, those, some things that we've kind of kicked around doing in the past that we haven't done. I think those are great things to be intentional to do, but I don't call that a new year's resolution. I just call it like, Hey, let's evaluate just like some things, you know, we could be a little more intentional in this area. And it is true, you know, on personalities, you're running a 50 K in two weeks. And I, I, and that's, I'm not wired that way. 
I, I can't even say that very well. 50K is like <laughs> so many miles. Um, it makes my mouth dry. But uh, the other thing that I like um, and I'm grateful for is you will present these challenges or ideas to me and then you will allow me to um, say no thank you. <laughs> and you yeah. love me well anyway and you don't judge me and you allow me to do what I what I want to do. And it's not that I don't have direction. It's it's here's some we talked about some ideas that I have and some, again, they're not, that, that's just not my nature to say, here's my goal for 2022. It's like, here's some things I plan to do, um, that I want to just get in the pra the best practice of doing to make our lives, to make my life better, to make health more of a priority and those kinds of things. So that's pretty much the difference. Sure. But in that, do you think, how do, how do you have accountability in that? Because, you know, it's hard for me to challenge Alyssa, but I can challenge Jeff, mm -hmm. you know, and have that tough love mentality. And so how, how, how do you do that with your spouse in love? That's hard. Because it is hard. I think, you know, I agree with what you're saying and I love your face. Like I, I know that your heart is, is there and you want to make changes for good, but how, how can you how can I challenge you and hold you accountable? Yeah, there's some areas like like working out or nutrition that you can't. It's not a good fit. And because those are the only areas in our marriage that you go in and fix it. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, if you don't like it, here's the plan to fix it. Everywhere else, you're really good at listening and just being being there. But those areas, I I, I don't know if this is normal, but there's some areas where it's just like you have to be loving and just kind of not judgmental and just love me where I am and then allow that to be on me or, you know, have find accountability somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. And, and I, and I want to do that. I want to also challenge you though, too, because that is an area that you have struggled with for a long time, right? What? With health and nutrition mm -hmm. and it affects you personally. Yeah, that's the thing that I was telling Lisa about today is it's this is something that's very new. This is like past five five years or so. I have not been where I am. This is this is not me. This is just um, uh, you know that's part of our story. But this is not the norm for me. This is not a place that I have been comfortable with my whole life. It's it's nothing like that. It's just something where I have to refocus to get back to where I was. Um, and so it's just that a season where I do need to buckle down and, and make it a priority. Um, and so that's kind of my mindset on it. It's not, it's 2022. Let's switch gears and yeah. balls to the walls. Let's do this. I, it's just, I'm not wired that way. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead. Y'all leave me. I'm good. I'll, I'll, fi I'll take, uh, yeah, I'll take the long scenic route. You know, I just can't yeah. well, take and, off and like that. I don't want you to feel like I'm attacking you. It's just an area that has been an issue in our marriage for a while. Yeah. You know? Do you feel, do you feel that is your, your vice in life is your, is your new, like with gambling with me? Is that? Yeah. So I think whatever you're struggling with is all consuming. Yeah. Um, okay. And so for me, it's like, if I am like, I've talked about in the podcast before, if I was just this size, then I wouldn't have any problems. You, you kind everything morphs around that, whatever I feel like, whatever you're struggling with becomes all consuming and frustrating. And that's where Satan gets a foothold. And he's like, you'll never, you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not this and that and the other. And so he works to dig that deep, that, that hole even deeper to try and get you to a place where you don't feel like you can ever get out of it. So I sometimes feel like Brian is saying, well, you've got to have these lofty goals to get out and right. be free from it. Whereas it, that's just not how I work. I think, just in, in, in you guys discussing it, and it was sort of a loaded question with with gambling on, on my side with Lisa. That was something, that was the focal point of our marriage for three years. Once it all came out, it was confessed, and we had to figure out how to fix it. And Lisa spent three years monitoring, calling, doing all she could, running the books, this, that, and the other, and other, and other. And it was a struggle. And all of a sudden, Lisa said, you know what, God, 
I need you to take this. I can't mess with this anymore. You got to have him walk. I feel when we have our vices, it is like a fast track for Satan, like for both of us, for both of us. We could start talking about alcohol or eating or shopping or whatever, and we can figure it out. But when it comes to gambling, Satan's right there. He's just ready to pounce on either you or me. And I feel that would potentially be the same for y'all if, if that was your vice um, to where, I mean, we really need to turn it all over to God. But I think particularly for Lisa and I's walk, her being able to turn my gambling over to God totally changed the game. And, and, and I know, I, you know, I know y'all know that. I agree with you because, I mean, I've, I've brought it before the Lord a lot and prayed for it. You know, um, and he told me that's Brian, that's not, your, that's not your cross to bear. And so I know that, but cool. I love Good. Alyssa. Right. And so I see her struggling and it's something that I feel like I can fix. Like I can see victory. Like if you would do these things, <laughs> you would be victorious. And so I see that. So I'm having, I'm just having a hard time of just saying, God, it's in your hands. You, you, I know you love Alyssa and I know that you can heal her and help her through this, but it's, that's that I just want to fix it. And you probably have more nutritional and fitness knowledge than 999 other people. You're one in a thousand. And I feel that is exactly why God needs you to turn it over to him because he's even saying, you know, all of this stuff B. You, you got it all figured out, but I still need you to let me do it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, Liz and I were actually talking in the car. This is totally not related, but it's relating where I was kind of lamenting about um, Kennedy who, you know, I'll ask her to do these certain chores and she'll kind of roll her eyes like, Mom, I know. And she'd come and go, Mom, I, I was going to do that. I just wanted to be able to do it. And I remember as a kid that same thing where I, I wanted to do chores without being asked. I wanted to. I didn't want them to tell me to do them. And, but then I'll go to Kennedy and go, but you're not doing them. So I've just got to ask you. But then when I leave it, like yesterday, she totally gutted the basement and cleaned it. And I think that that's our human nature to just love and accept. Like I know personally as a woman, I want Jeff to just be amazed by me, but I don't want him to go. If only you would do this, this, and this, then I'll be amazed by you. Or here's how you can fix that. And I know I get the temptation because when he was with his gambling, if he comes to me and goes, man, I've had this temptation, I go, okay, time to stop watching football, time to turn off the TV, we're going to sell all our things, and I want to fix it. And that doesn't make him stop watching sports. It makes him kind of go, whoa, whoa, I'm just not going to tell my wife that I struggle. And so she's sharing with you that she's struggling, and she just needs you to go, I'm so proud of you, I love you, I know you can... You just need to be happy with yourself because what it comes down to is that if you could, we talked at lunch at length about this. If you guys could be inside of what happens up here, you'd run for the hills. It's just, it's exhausting what we have to, Mm. what we have to endure when we look in the mirror or we see ourselves in a picture or we try on a certain pair of pants. And it's just not the same for men. Men don't hit 35 and their hormones go whack and you gain weight that you, I never changed the way I ate. I just started packing on weight. If anything, you're eating better now than you ever have. I know a ton about nutrition as well. And I've always been into fitness and I'm, I'm so angry about, about not being happy with myself that I'm numbing myself and I don't want to be that person. I want to be the person who cares about what I, what I feel like again. It's really discouraging. And so just from, our conversation you should know that we just need you guys to encourage and we know you know the right answers and I know the right answers or whatever but you telling us the right answers is not going to make us wake up one day and hit the treadmill it's just not I hope I'm not speaking for you I just feel like that's kind of what I got out of no and I I need I need to hear that and and I and I hope that I affirm Alyssa and, and let her know how amazing she is. Cause I tell her that all the time. Yeah, No, you've done a like, good job. And we've taught, we've walked through that journey of you having, you know, it, it's, it is a very intentional, uh, it's not something that comes naturally to you. 
in that way. Yeah. It's like, well, if you want to do, just fix it. Here's no. what you need to do. And, and it has not nothing to do with the way that she looks. Like I adore her and I, I love looking at her. I love everything about her. Like I love her and I love, I love you're beautiful. I want you to feel good about yourself. You know, yeah. not by just words that I say, but I want you to feel it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I want to encourage and challenge you to do these things. But I do need to hear that to say, hey, Brian, you need to pull back. And well, and that's that's the fall of man. Right. That's that's the thing that they're going to deal with. Women are going to deal with their entire life is questioning their beauty because Satan comes right after that. Attacks yeah. It, yeah, because yeah. that that is by design. And, and it's an eternal struggle. One thing that I did do the other day is tell Brian really what was going on in my head and what, um, you know, those thoughts and all of that. And I thought that was really good because surprisingly, you know, you get, you have these thoughts in your head and nobody hears them, but you know, like, like Lisa said, you'd run for the hills if you heard, but I know that's not truth. I know that as you know, when I told you those things and really how I felt, um, and, and the reason I, I told Brian these things is because I kind of have been in a place where I'm like, I, I'm tired of doing all the things I'm tired of, you know, serving and, and him and serve and doing everything I need to keep the house running and all of that. I want to do what I want to do. And so that's kind of where these thoughts came from. Granted, that's not healthy. And I, I, God got a hold of me really fast in those thoughts, but it allowed me to open up to Brian and tell him truly how I felt. And I mean, he was pretty shocked, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I, you do a really good job of internalizing things. Yeah. And I, I guess that's a, a woman thing that you just. I think internalize. that's an eight thing. I think if you're an eight, which. Well, Lisa internalizes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, I do it out of. Um, not wanting to be seen as a burden or work. Um, and so if I come to you with my struggles, I know you tend to, you tend to take on to your shoulders. Like what Brian was saying, she's saying, I'm struggling with these things. And you guys go, Oh my gosh, I have this weight now that you're not happy because our happiness reflects on you guys. And so then you feel that desire to fix, you know? And so then I just, I just internalize because I don't want to put weight on you. Um, like something else to fix or to bear yeah. Yeah. pressure. But that, uh, I think for, for men, uh, excuse me, for eights, for me as a man, I internalize all of the time. Yeah. And um, you guys think that I'm vulnerable, and, and I really try to be vulnerable, um, but I do feel that for sure I internalize because I don't want to be shown vulnerable. And so that's just a struggle that I deal with. And potentially that could be if you're an eight a struggle that you deal with but being women for sure but you think that that do you think that early on in our marriage you would bring up everything and then I would try to fix it so you just stop bringing it up or were you internalizing then too do you think I don't know I feel like we go through our phases where we're really good at talking about everything Mm -hmm. and then I just I'll tell myself oh my gosh all I do is sit around and tell them what we need to fix and so I just kind of lay back and go. So then it's not that I internalize, internalize it. It's more, I tell myself I'm taking words captive. I'm avoiding conflict. I'm picking my battles, but then there's, I'm, I'm going day to day with this weight and this burden that I'm afraid to put on you because I don't want you to feel like a, I'm a complete disaster and you don't understand why you married me or B here's something else she's asking me to fix or change. What I just need to unload. Well, I would challenge you individually if that is how you feel. I can't work on that unless I'm presented that. No, I know that. Yeah. So if we can talk more about it, and I'll, I'll stop trying to fix about, fix your work environment. But other than that, <laughs> I can. Yeah, and I, 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 I and that's feel. what we went through is like I laid it all out there, and I don't feel like you. You didn't feel like you needed to fix anything. Oh, cool. But I still feel like I owe you an apology because I told you I'm not going to try to fix this. And yet here I am trying mm-hmm. to fix it. <laughs> yeah, but I felt like, I feel like that's more of an emotional side. You needed to know what was going on in my head and in my heart uh, reflecting myself. And that's the thing that's crazy about it is we do all of these 
exercises, all these truth things, all, everything. Like I know my worth in Christ. I know I'm a daughter of the King. I know, I know, I know. But still you have this internal battle that goes on. And so to be able to tell you what I feel about myself and to just to be authentically real and not have the, oh, well, that's not truth. And you know that, like, you know what I'm saying? It was just a, I appreciate you sharing that with me. And I'm so sorry you feel that way. That's the way I felt like you responded to me. The, the other side is like logistical ways to, you know, the steps that you take, which is not what that I feel like that's a separate issue. What I needed to I needed to be seen in my struggle and in my pain. And I felt like you did that. But the cool thing about that is I felt like that burden was lifted off of me and it didn't go on to you, did it? Oh, I mean, what it did for me is it showed me that I need to be more intentional. Okay. How did you guys see God at work this past year? Yeah, I think for me, it's, I really feel like, I've grown in wisdom in a lot of areas, not to be prideful in any way, but it may just be that I'm getting older. And so wisdom comes with age too. And so some just things that, especially with our world, just everything going on, I just don't let things get to me the way I would typically allow things to affect me. And so, um, but God's been really faithful. I remember in February we did, um, a Daniel fast, which I, I didn't really understand fasts until recently. And so that was, that it, that was my first fast I ever did, I think was last year. And this year. we're still in this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was in February and we just, I wrote down four things that I was like, God, we just surrendered this to you. One was finances. One was, I don't, one was Ella, um, because during COVID and all of that, she just holed up in a room and read books. She's and loves to read and we'd be like, come hang out with us. And she'd come out and sit there and then be like, can I go back to my room now? She just was just didn't want to engage. And so we just laid that at the feet of Jesus and said, God, please move in her life. And dude, he has, and it's been amazing. And I mean, so much so that she, um, found her passion in music and, um, she plays, um, bass guitar. She plays acoustic and bass and piano, but, um, she's been on the praise team and just, God's just really shown up in her life. So we've really made it a point to say, this is all God and this is his blessings in your life. Um, because I don't know that a lot of kids her age at 12 have a story like this where, um, God has just really, shown up and, and allowed her to experience things that a lot of 12 year olds haven't seen or experienced. And so, um, she's thriving and she hangs out with us and she talks to us and she has friends and she, um, is just a typical 12 year old now. And so we're super thankful for that. So God's shown up in a big way in her life. And so, um, I'm super thankful for that. So when I think about, think back on this year, there's so many things where God has been faithful and, and done amazing things, but that was just one that I, when you asked that question, I was like, I don't know, because it's like, we get so wrapped up in the bad Mm -hmm. that has happened this year that it's a distraction from the good. And so like, I completely forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Not, not forgot about it, but it's less like it wasn't on my mind. Well, and that was another thing is when we went through, it was November when kind of everything hit the fan for us and that we, that was another thing that we had prayed for at the beginning of the year was finances and December 1st, Brian got a promotion and, and so that helped financially, but it's like, again, Satan has us so distracted over here that we're not thanking God for the blessings of what he is doing in our lives. So perspective is everything. And so it, I think slowing down and just having the ability to see where God is moving and be thankful for those moments. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's really good. I think that it is easy, especially in a year where there's been so many disappointments, um, and just uh, frustration and discouragement with whatever it is going on locally or globally, um, the economy or politically or even amongst our friends in the church. Or we talked about walking with marriages and it's felt like a lot of losses, but 
I think that we have to take those wins and we have to pay attention to them and mark those as stones of remembrance because if you don't stop and thank God for those moments, then you're going to miss the next ones that are coming. Um, you know, we, I feel like it's been flying at us in the past two years. We got our older two got married last year and, and then this year, um, finding out, out that we we're going to be grandparents and it's, it was a shock at first, something I couldn't pr- process because everything already, I was still trying to figure out how I'm old enough to have two kids that are married. Hmm. Um, but then really one of the ministries I'm a part of is a women's ministry that goes on retreats that, um, helps women find their identity in Christ and that our middle one ha- came along and she, um, in our bigger story that we'll share one day struggles with anxiety and struggled with anxiety severely in junior high to where we weren't even sure she'd be able to get a driver's license or go away to college, you know? And so now she's the one that's going to have a baby and the way she walks with, she works, um, in an elementary school, walking with children who have learning disabilities and that's her passion now. And just seeing back then it seemed like we didn't know what to expect with her. And now she's come on that retreat. She's found her identity and she shares that with women now. And she walks with women through anxiety and she boldly shares her story in ways that's just life changing in the way that she chooses to accept what God says about her. Um, is just, it's incredible because you can just take those hits and see them as failures, like we've talked about many times. And back six years ago, could I look forward and go, oh, Sam's, I, of course I could proclaim that over her, but knowing now in hindsight what God is doing th- through that, it's something that has to be noted um, as a win. And seeing her transform into somebody who's about to have a little baby and the way that she's prepared for him and loves her husband, it's really sweet. But mm. there's been, as far as us as a couple, I think for the most part, we've been in a better place than we've ever been. Um, We have our moments, but we're finally hitting this stride of um, really having, having to find the friendship again because two have moved out and Kennedy isn't around a lot. She's very social. And so we have to find the things that we enjoy doing together. We have to get along or else we're just going to find our own televisions and coexist. I think it's funny that we are probably in the, best place we've been in our marriage and yet we've had three of the ugliest fights this year that's true yeah we haven't had a lot of fights but when we do they're banner they're bad (laughs) (laughs) they're good i I just i I didn't mean to no you're right i just thought that was interesting we've had some ugly fights this year that's crazy man i just see like what god has done through you guys Mm -hmm. and the difference that y'all have made not only in our marriage, but other people's marriages, man. I appreciate God that. is using you guys in a mighty way. So thank you. I super appreciate thankful that. for you. Yeah, thank you. It's not by design, or it's not by our design, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely by design. But yeah, thank you. For, you guys are doing the same yeah, thing. Absolutely. Um, the discouragement and temptations to give up, I know that have come in waves with you guys, but fighting through it has just paid dividends in in your kids. I mean, that I think a lot of Ella is credited to the confidence that she gets by your guys' love and passion to fight for your marriage. And um, and praying over her is huge. So I think it's really awesome. Well, thanks. thanks. <laughs> One thing I did learn this year, I really thought, um, I've kinda, I kind of got on a kick there for a little bit about absolutes. Like, not absolutes, but, um, well, I guess never and always. Yeah, that's absolutes. But um I feel like I've always said God will always put me in a situation where I said I will never Mm. anything, (laughs) any and everything it has (laughs) happened. But then I kind of questioned it the other day. I was like, I don't know if that's God putting me in those situations or the enemy. I'm not really sure. Um, And so it's, it's quite interesting and it's really important if you're you know at any point in your life not to throw out absolutes because I think Satan grabs it and holds on to it and says oh I'm bring this one back up later mm. um, and it I don't know if y'all have experienced that but that's one of the lessons that I've learned through wisdom is to never say never say never and never say always because um, it's a humbling experience when you are there yeah. Um, and that's what 
as humans, we struggle with most is pride. So it's, it, that's, that's one thing I picked up on this year is like, dang, I have been in every situation where I was prideful and was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, never going to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's good. What it, what's coming up in 2022? What are you guys looking forward to? What are you hoping to see God do? restoration you know i i I feel like god is gonna use our struggles for good and so i'm just i'm excited to see what that looks like in our marriage and you know other people's marriages and uh yeah just want to enter enter the year enter the new year with you know expectations that things are going to be good not that things are going to be bad. And so um, just being thankful for the little things too. Um, celebrating small victories instead of just looking at, you know, large ones. The theme that keeps coming back, this whole why does God allow these things to happen? And when things are hard, how do you tell people that God has a promise even in those things? And God has a purpose for even those really hard things. And I keep having conversations with people where that comes up and I have to look at them in the eye and say, I, I don't, I don't know why. And then I have to point them back to the promise in scripture that says God still knows why God has a a purpose for this. And we may never see it, which is so hard to say because man, we want to see it. And so what we have to do is just believe and trust that God does have something down the road and accept that and and still he's good and still say god you're you're a mighty father um i had a really sweet conversation this morning um a woman who helped us start our marriage retreats emily um called me and just wanted to ca- catch up a little mm. bit and chat and she and her husband were married a long time but um, they just had this legacy wherever they went. People knew how much they just loved each other and loved Jesus. And um, she's her husband passed of COVID this fall. And um, they, her walking through this is, is something that's really challenging for her. Even though she's 81 years old, it doesn't make it easier knowing that you're your husband has a mortality, you know, you all of a sudden have to live your life without your best friend. And, um, she was telling me all the different ways that people have shown up. Um, so she was in, um, Stanton with her granddaughters and they were going into this just around the different stands at the old sorehead days. And there's one stand that was kind of closed off. And she's like, for whatever reason, I wanted to go in there. Well, um, ever since Leon had retired, he would be go, he'd go into the backyard and just sit on the porch and she'd come out and she'd go, what are you doing out here, Leon? And he'd go, just talking to the boss, just talking to the boss, you know, (laughs) well, she goes into this little kiosk and there's that, you know, the cowboy kneeling at the cross in metal and around the circle, it just said, just talking to the boss. Come on. What? And she said, oh my gosh, I've never seen that before. I really love to have that. And the lady looked at her and said, did you just lose your husband? Oh. And she said, she just, her granddaughter looked at her and said, Grandma, like they just both got really emotional. And she goes, I don't, this lady was from Lubbock. She's, she doesn't know me. I've never met her. And she just knew. And so she got that little metal figurine, you know, and she has it. I just think there's little things that God says, she may never know why, why he went when he went but God can just hand you these little tokens of I've got you and I'll be your comforter. And she had so many stories. She and I cried over the phone and just, it put me in a a thought process for the whole day of leaving that legacy. And she doesn't, she, they did go around telling everybody how much they loved each other and how much they loved Jesus. But if they would have never said a word, it would have been evident. People just knew that about them. Um, And they go places and everyone says, oh, here's how Leon touched my life. And here's how you touched my life. And I just, if we're, we're talking about going into 2022 and I think legacy is something I'm really 
wanting to latch on to. I've never been a word of the year person, you know, but I just think that conversation led me to another conversation this when I got to work. And um, I just think I, that's what I want. That's what I want for my life. And it's got to be something bigger than what, what's going on now. I just hope we leave a legacy. Personally, in our family, we have a big year coming up with the grandson that will be born either this year or mm-hmm. very quickly next year. So that's going to be all kinds of new for us. Um, Sam's going to be graduating college. And that goes back to just things that we didn't know if they were going to be something we would see her do, you know, and she's going to do that and be mother at the same time. And so that takes a lot of courage and, and endurance for her. And so um, Lexi and Blake are, you know, getting used to being back in Midland and they're thriving. And so it's exciting to see when your kids go off and come back. Um, and Kennedy will be entering her senior year. I mean, it's just lots of big, it's constant once really it's like they hit junior high and before you know it, they're just constantly making these big strides. I guess they always do though, always new things and it's always exciting, but, um, it's really fun to just get to be a fly on the wall in, in the lives of those kids. But then we, we can be intentional with our travel because for the first time Kennedy's not playing a club sport um, or none of our kids are playing a club sport. We've been in club sports for years with our kids, but we loved that season. But this year we get travel where we want to travel and not where we have to travel, which will be really fun just to be intentional um, with you and with our friendships. And yeah. yeah, we've got a 25 year anniversary. That's a big one. Wow. wow. Yeah. In 2022. Yep, that's a big deal. That so, is a big deal. That's a landmark if we make it that far. I better get on the ball there. <laughs> yeah. Get that business growing <laughs> so we can afford we'll to do something. Trip get planned. A, get yeah. a present. <laughs> get a present. <laughs> Cash on a card. Will that work? <laughs> oh my get gosh. some more hot plates. What to if add it's twenty five dollars for twenty five years? <laughs> Ooh, so. watch out! Slow down. <laughs> a Foley's gift card. Yes, Foley's. <laughs> that would be very valid. <laughs> Definitely, yes. A couple of things I wanted to just encourage everybody with as we wrap. You know, it's really easy to go into a new year and look, we talked about resolutions, whether you like them or not, whether you make them or not, whether you call them resolutions or you just call them goals or best practices or whatever. We all have to know that the reason that God, um, God says this in Lamentations, he says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. And I love that scripture because I can wake up in the morning and I, the morning is the worst for me because I go through all the mistakes I made the previous day and how I fell short and I failed with whatever my goal was or bad parenting decision or something awful. I said to Jeff or whatever it was. And God says, my mercies are new. So I can start today with that. And that's why going back to reading scripture, you start your day with that because you start that day with God's new mercies every single morning. Um, and I read this also at um, our Advent that talks about um, now that we're done with Christmas, we've taken down the decorations or we're in the process of it or whatever that looks like. Um, this this neat little, it's just a little prayer or words of encouragement. It says, the story didn't begin with a baby in a manger and it doesn't end there either. Light isn't diminished when we put away the Christmas tree and blow out the last Advent candle. Christmas Day is a celebration of the start of Jesus Christ's life on earth his ministry, death, and resurrection, and the new life he invites us to enjoy. His work in driving out darkness and making all things new is both already accomplished on the cross and still ongoing. Until Jesus Christ returns, we share in his work as people of the light, eagerly awaiting that promised day. So I think we step into not the end of 2021, but the beginning of what God has for us next as we wait for the Savior to come again. That's great. So good. Mic drop. That's yeah. good. Thanks. Well, we hope that everybody has a really blessed new year. Yeah, whether you stay up or you go to bed at <laughs> nine thirty like us. <laughs> whether you're party animals or party poopers, whatever. <laughs> um but yeah, um one thing we would like to ask of you guys is to please if you are on Apple Podcasts, rate us and give us a rating. We like the five star rating for sure. Um, right now we have one person who decided to be ugly and give us one star and that's driven down our average. So 
we become more visible when you guys rate. And so if you'll go on and give us hopefully five stars, but if you feel like you have to give us fewer, please also make a comment on why you gave us fewer so we know how we can improve, whether it's too much breathing in the microphone, <laughs> drinking the water. <laughs> but we hope that you guys will um, give us some feedback because we really want this to be a show that helps your marriage. Um, and like Alyssa said earlier, give us, or was that this episode? Send us some questions. Let us know what topics you want us to cover. We don't know everything, but we can look it up. <laughs> yes. And we can tell, we, uh, you've already learned this about us. We're happy to share our experiences with, with you about what we have learned. Is that it guys? Uh, happy That's new good. year. Happy new year, everybody. Woo-woo. Woo-hoo. Jazz hands. Jazz Yanks. hands. <laughs> <laughs> Let all acquaintance be forgot. Yeah, I like that. Perfect. For all and time. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> that was good. Y'all know what a hot mess we are. Y'all do know. Don't necessarily assume that Stonegate agrees with what we're saying. True story. Preach. Mm hmm. That's good. That's great. Great. Peace out.